0: This is the Infatuation podcast where we get together with a few friends to talk about Asian things and Asian people that we love. I am Emily and on today's episode we are digging deeper into the freezer to pick out more of our favorite frozen Asian foods.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to episode 11, part 2. Uh, last week, we were talking about Asian frozen foods and we tried some corn dogs together. We tried some xiao long bao together. And those are just kind of the appetizers, literally the appetizers. Because today, we're getting into the meat, we're getting into the bigger items. We're going to have full stomachs by the end of today. But we are getting into more items, and back with us are three guests. We have Angus in Houston, Emily, and Melody here in San Francisco. Welcome back, guys. Thanks, Curtis. Uh, so we are now going into the segment that we like to do at the beginning of all of our part twos, and it's called... Asians being awesome. All right. That's our theme song, written by Brian. Thanks, buddy. Correction in this segment, I say Paul Franklin, but what I meant to say was Paul Fleming. So, we're gonna do Asians Being Awesome, which this week is you'll see the connection in a minute. All right, at first, you may be like, What? And you know, we usually do a Bay Area connection too. So, this week's connection or this week's Asian Being Awesome is Cecilia Chang. Do you guys know Cecilia Chang? Mm-mm. She is a San Francisco legend um she just passed away i think last year at a hundred years old wow and she would say some people would say that she was the one who revolutionized chinese cuisine in america she was born in shanghai in the 1920s and she had to flee the japanese and she walked over a thousand miles from shanghai to Chengdu. wow so, during that time, she's running away from the communists, and then, because she was part of the rich Shanghai family, and then back then, that was not a good thing to be when the communists came in to, to Shanghai. So, she was fleeing the communists and ended up in San Francisco in the 1950s. And then when she got here, she was really surprised at the Chinese food scene in San Francisco, which, um, see, a lot of people don't realize that. You know, when when Chinese came to America, it wasn't women, right? It was mostly men who came to America. Mm-hmm. And these weren't chefs, right? These were people looking for gold, came to work on the railroads or whatever. And so the first restaurants they had were were simple food, country food, right? It wasn't stuff that, you know, the, the emperor was eating in China. This was country food that the people from southern China were bringing with them. And so... In the 1950s, most Chinese food in America was, you know, chop suey, egg foo young, and just kind of real basic stuff, nothing fancy. And when Cecilia Chang got here, she was like, "Wait," because she was from Shanghai, the big city, right? And She was like, "Wait, this is
0: mm-hmm. this is
1: not quintessential Chinese food." And so she um, she brought over some chefs and she brought over some knowledge and she opened up this restaurant called The Mandarin, which was on Polk Street. And later, it moved to Ghirardelli Square, right across the street from Galileo High School. Oh. And this was a real famous place in the 60s. You know, John Lennon ate there, Frank Sinatra, Julia Child, Alice Waters from Chez Panis. James Beard was a good friend of hers. So she was a real pioneer. Okay. And so she was actually credited with kind of putting pot stickers on the map. So we talked a little bit about pot stickers. But she, back in 1961, guess how much a plate of eight pot stickers cost at the Mandarin? Eight pot stickers for a buck.
2: No way. <laughs> so, oh. And this was a
1: fancy restaurant, too. This wasn't, you know, this wasn't a hole in the wall. This was a fancy restaurant. You can get eight for a dollar. Mm-hmm. She was famous for her tea smoked duck, um, which, and Kung Pao chicken. She was kind of famous for Kung Pao chicken, which now is everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And Hot and Sour Soup was also kind of where, you know, so she kind of started that, which you find almost everywhere now. And, of course, the Peking Duck. She brought that to San Francisco. Wow. Okay. But that's we're not done. We're not done yet. So she had that restaurant for many, many years. And I actually got to go there uh, my first couple years of teaching. It was still open, so I would go over there. But that's not Mm -hmm. where uh, her legacy ends. One of her chefs' name was Ming-Sai Cheung. And he went on to buy a restaurant called, in the 1970s, he bought a little restaurant called Panda
2: Inn. Yeah, does it sound a little familiar?
1: <laughs> no. So he was a chef that trained with her, and he bought this restaurant called Panda Inn, and his son and his wife ran it and turned it into... Panda Express, wow. right? Wow. So she's wow. so her restaurant kind of spawned that, and then I'm not done yet. You think I'm yeah. done? <laughs> so then, Cecilia's son Philip, uh, he ended up starting a Chinese restaurant with his friend Paul Franklin. Paul Franklin, P.F.
3: Oh my and god! And Philip's
1: last <gasps> name, Philip's last name is Chang. P.F. And so they put a restaurant together called P.F. Chang. P.F. Chang's, oh, yes. yeah. Oh. And so that is that P.F. Chang. So her son uh, started that that restaurant, which is now f- ubiquitous and famous. I mean, okay, this is not great Chinese food at either of these places, but it's kind of neat that this one. This one little restaurant in San Francisco spawned, you know, these huge empires now, mm-hmm. you know, billion-dollar companies. And, you know, Philip Chang. Um, so a lot of people question whether P.F. Chang's is authentic or not. Well, there is one Chinese guy there, and uh, he, changed it. He, he actually spells his name C-H-I-A-N-G, kind of the Shanghai spelling of it. But he figured it'd be easier for people to say if they took out the I. So it's P.F. Chang. Uh, so it stands for Paul Franklin and Philip Chang. But it's crazy, right? That that you know these hundreds of chefs probably came out of her restaurant and, and all over America now. So hats off to you, Cecilia, and you will always be an Asian being awesome. So thank you for bringing some of the dishes that we now consider just classics. But she was kind of the one who started it in America. All right, you learned something there, was that? Yeah.
0: So fun. Yeah, that was awesome. All
1: right. Uh, we're gonna do some more eating today, of course, and we're gonna do some more recommending. But first, guess what we're gonna do? We're gonna take a frozen food quiz.
2: Oh. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Alright.
1: This, this is not to embarrass you. Don't worry. <laughs> Angus has got nervous. Angus just got a little test anxiety there. <laughs> it'll be it'll be multiple choice. Don't worry, Angus. You'll you're good at the multiple choice. Don't worry. I'll give you some options. Alright, let me pick a couple here. Um Now, this isn't about frozen Asian food, but this is uh, just about in general. All right, here's one. Which container should you never put in the freezer? A, paper. B, glass. C, plastic. Which container should you not freeze food in in the freezer? Paper, glass, or plastic?
4: I've done all three.
1: Should I I've hey, done Yeah, three yeah. Too. but which one is? Which one is? You can think about this. It's potentially dangerous.
4: I can think of paper with some potential leakage and stuff. All right, but, but that that would be my my choice. Because
1: all right, Emily, Melody, what do you think?
3: Mm. I'm guilty of putting all three in the freezer, but. Um... <laughs> I kind of want to say plastic, but hmm, but there's a lot of plastic in the wrapping of a lot of frozen food uh-huh. that we have.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> I want to say paper. All
1: right. Well, you're all wrong.
0: Oh. <laughs> is it glass?
1: Well, this 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 is a quiz on how stuff works. They say glass because if the glass is a little warm. And you put it in the mm. freezer. It, there's a potential that it could cool too fast and crack. Oh, oh. so just okay. for safety. I mean, you can do it. It's just be safer if you didn't do it. All right. Um, about how long does food last in the freezer? Forever. About how long? So <laughs>
3: lifetime. Uh, Again,
1: yeah, this is. There's a range. There are. You know, forever is not a terrible answer. But here's the. Here's the ones I'm going to give you. Here, three to six months. Six to nine or nine to a year. I guess this is cooked food. Maybe let's let's qualify this as cooked food. So this isn't like raw ingredients. Three to six, six to nine or nine to twelve months.
3: Six to
1: nine. Yeah, I would agree six with nine. six to nine. Man. I feel like six to nine too. Even though I'm I probably have food longer than that, but all right. Yeah, no, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Guess what, guys? You all got it right. You all got it right. <laughs> so you have redeemed yourself. You have 50%. You have an F right now. But we <laughs> Okay, let's, let's give you a chance. Let's give you two more here. Two more. Um, what is the most common nutrient that fruits and vegetables lose when you freeze them? Vitamin A, vitamin B, or vitamin C? Which nutrient do you lose, typically, when you freeze them in fruits and vegetables? Vitamin A, B, or C? Yeah. <laughs> <I'll go laughs> my yeah, who wants to go first? Yeah, go
3: ahead. So I feel like not vitamin C <laughs> because mm-hmm. people use frozen fruits for, bit for smoothies. So I, uh-huh. so mm-hmm. I would say A or B, but I don't know. <laughs>
4: my same logic and that for vitamin a we have frozen carrots too so so Mm -hmm. that that's they come to vitamin b it just there's so many varieties of b1 B1, b12 etc all
1: right am i hearing an answer here are we are we stalling can (laughs) we get an answer here what are we what are we saying you're saying A. B. 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 B? melody final answer b you're gonna ride with the team ride with the team (laughs) All right, guess what? You're all wrong again. <laughs> it's vitamin C. I think it's the water solubleness. They said you can lose about thirty percent. So um, I, I know we have superfoods, right? We have asahi and blueberries and all those things, and we freeze them. But it would be better if you ate them fresh. You you get you know you get seventy percent of your vitamin C. It's still good. But all right, so we gotta redeem our we got one last one. Mm-hmm. Should I try to find an easy one here? <laughs> all <sighs> right. What is the optimal temperature for your freezer? And this is in Fahrenheit. Ten degrees, five degrees, or zero degrees? Zero. Zero. Well, wow, really quick, Mel really quick, Emily. Zero. Angus going zero. Well,
0: I I um, I think I I think it's zero. No, this zero. is
4: Fahrenheit. Because I was going to say, if I open my fridge now, the thermometer would read zero
1: Fahrenheit for the freezer. Mhm.
0: Yeah.
1: But, yeah.
3: Melody
0: Wong. Angus is
1: an engineer, yeah. so you got, you might want to go with Angus.
3: Probably zero, <laughs> but I never pay attention to
1: those yeah. like things. Well, you have redeemed yourself. What? It is zero degrees. Yeah. Solid fifty percent.
0: I looked at my <laughs> I looked at my refrigerator recently and it's that recommended temp for freezer yeah. with zero. Makes
1: sense, right? Makes sense. Even though freezing is 32, you want to be below zero Celsius. So you want to be at at below freezing, right? Yep. You don't want to be right at freezing. So good job. Good job, everyone. I'll give you a prize. Your prize is some more frozen food. How about that?
0: <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> And if you curve this quiz,
1: we all get A. Uh, don't know. We have to talk about You need to do some extra credit maybe later. I'll have an extra credit assignment for you. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next challenge. Oh, wait. Am I recording? Yeah, I'm recording. right. Okay. <laughs> I panicked for a second there. I was like, wait, did I pause it? No, I just let it run the whole time. Good. Okay. Yep. So we're moving on to some more frozen food suggestions. And I think what we're going to do is run to back to our kitchens and make two more dishes. And then we'll talk about some food dishes. So everyone out there, you can do the same. If you're listening, you can go to your kitchen and make some food. But we're going to... I'll tell you a couple things we're going to be microwaving right now. We're going to microwave Suki's... I don't know if I'm saying that right. But S-U-K-H-I. Suki's Irresistible Indian Cuisine. We're going to try some chicken tikka masala. And it comes with none. Mm, nice. <laughs> it's <like> a full <gasps> meal. It's a full meal. And we're also, in honor of Cecilia Chang, we're going to try P.F. Chang's frozen food, dandan Dan mian. So we're going to try some dandan Dan noodles. What is that literally? What does dandan mean?
0: Does dandan Dan mean bouncy? Is that what it means? I'm not sure.
1: I'm, I'm not sure, though. The noodles used to be made with
4: someone that actually sit on the bamboo and kind of bouncing the dough so they make it oh, chewy. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. It's that guy with the bamboo pole oh, pounding the noodles. Well, was that the
4: part about the person that would carry the the kind of the bamboo on the shoulder and carry the noodles around and so I, I don't know which one is which. There.
1: All right, let's Google this. What is <laughs> dun, dun man?
0: Noodles carried yeah, on a pole. That's
1: the second one that I was talking about. But it but it's bouncing. That the, the idea ball. is that when you we when you carry that pole, yeah, that like
0: dun, dun. That makes
1: sense. All right, so we'll give that one a try, and then we're gonna come back and we'll talk about some other ones that we're not actually gonna try. But hang out, everyone, for a minute, and we'll be right back. so we are now into our main courses. These are a little more substantial. These have a little meat in them. Well, so do the dumplings. But we are trying some bigger dishes today. And these are a little more expensive. So I think these range five, six bucks somewhere around there. So they're not super cheap. You know, I think you're paying for the convenience, you're paying for the packaging and the shipping and all that. But You know, in a pinch, when you need a dinner, when you need a meal, when you want to try some Asian comfort food or have something that brings you comfort, these frozen foods, these are the way to go, I think. Oh, good. Emily is doing our social media for us. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Taking some pictures of our food, which I keep forgetting to do. But my first recommendation for us here is P.F. Chang's. Dandan dun Mian, which we talked about a second ago, being the bouncy noodles. And uh, I just tried these not too long ago for the first time, and I was pretty impressed. I'm curious what you guys think. But uh, let's go ahead and try it. We're going to try it. has, is that ground pork? I, I didn't read the package. It's ground beef or ground pork. It's got some mushrooms. It's got a little kick to it. It's not spicy, but it's got a little kick to it. And Have you guys some,
0: had dandan Dan noodles before in restaurants? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so that would be hoping, good. I, yeah.
1: yeah, I want to see. Yeah, I want to see what you guys think. All right, give it a try.
0: Hoping for a little bit of spice.
1: A little spice. More of a northern dish, right? A little more northern Chinese. Oh, Angus says only four bucks in Texas. Yeah. I'll try a mushroom. What do you think? Should I edit out a slurping, or should I leave the slurping in? Leave it. The audience needs to hear it. Right in there. Not bad,
3: mm-hmm. right? It's got some kick. Yeah, a little bit of spice. I feel like the ones in Chinese restaurants. Is it a little thicker? mm mm-hmm. Noodles, but this is pretty good. Mm-hmm. For like mm-hmm. a quick fix, if you're craving it. The noodles are
0: pretty good.
1: Yeah, they're not mushy. I like the Mm. mushrooms.
0: The flavor is pretty rich. um, And the sauce is, you know, uh, pretty viscous, I would say. Mm -hmm.
4: And only 510 calories. I did check this time. I don't know whether it's the whole serving or that's just, you know, sometimes (laughs) they will put the numbers, but it's like
1: Mm -hmm. one-fifth
4: of the serving or...
1: Again, it's so flavorful. I feel like you could try. You can mix this with maybe even another package of noodles. <laughs> you know, there's enough flavor mm-hmm. where you, you could definitely have it with some veggies. Yeah. Mhm.
0: The pork is good. Mm-hmm. Um. A bit chewy. I like the green onions.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, got some I, chili I would flakes. Agree, like. Maybe some sort of bok choy or Chinese broccoli, two or three stalks of that. No, it would, would go for a while.
0: Mm-hmm. You can definitely mm-hmm. elevate this. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it'd be good. I was actually thinking of make, getting like some big lettuce leaves and doing like a, you could wrap them in the lettuce leaves and roll it up. Oh. Right. <laughs> mm. Thinking outside the box.
0: Melody. Melody, would you add an egg to this? If you oh. were to make this, do you think an egg would go
3: well? Um, I feel like an egg goes well with anything. I could, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel yeah. like it is missing a little bit of veggies. Like I would like maybe even some mm. cucumbers on the sides. Like I kind of want mm-hmm. something to offset the strong flavors. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some cabbage. That is pretty good. More mushrooms. Got more mushrooms. Yeah. I'm impressed. It's not bad. Good old PF Changs. I've never been to a PF Changs. Have you ever been to a PF Changs?
3: <laughs> I've been once in New York. I've been once too. Yeah. It was like we're in place of one of the lounges, and I have a priority pass. So you got free credit to eat at PF Changs. Mm.
4: Mm. I've been on state. P.F. Chain.
1: So. you took a date to P.F. Chain.
4: My dating its quite diverse. I, I can really take someone. It's classic to, to a mom and pop place in, in some cases.
1: Well, I think that's one of the one of the attractions, right? Is that it's going to be clean, it's going to be quiet, it's not going to be like a you know, like we all love our hole in the walls, but you know. <laughs> Sometimes their health scores are a little low or their cleanliness is questionable or their noise level and the ambiance isn't there. So P.F. Chang's, you know, figured out, hey, you know, Americans get intimidated by menus and they get, you know, the, the waitstaff at some of these hole in the walls mm-hmm. may not be the friendliest or the easiest to work with. So P.F. Chang said, you know, we're going to make a restaurant and yes, it's not totally authentic, mm-hmm. but it's going to be comfortable it's going to be accessible to anyone in America, right? And it's going to taste good. And you're going to, you know, they have the set menus. If you don't even want to think mm-hmm. about it, you just go with a set menu and just let the let the chef put it together for you. So
4: And it's familiar to people that don't have a lot of exposure to Asian culture. Exactly. You, know, you have the sweet and sour. Mm-hmm. And so there's a good transition going from there before you go into the deep dive, into the dumplings and, and the craziness. Well, I wouldn't say craziness.
1: But if you're not used to it, the mm-hmm. Chinese restaurant can be crazy. <laughs> yep. All right.
0: How would you guys rate that? Ooh. Out of 10? Sure, yeah.
3: Um,
4: maybe a
1: 7 or 8, I
4: think.
3: Yeah.
1: If it's frozen food, I would give it a
4: 7 or 8.
3: Yeah, I think for frozen, I would probably say it's like a 7 because it knocks mm-hmm. out your craving. A 7. And the noodle texture is pretty mm-hmm. good. Um mm-hmm good amount mm-hmm. of like meat bits, um mm-hmm. generous on
1: the yes, meat actually yeah it really is and it gets your mouth tingling a little bit yeah. right i feel it i feel the tingle the lips a little bit
0: <laughs> <laughs> this the, the Sichuan peppercorn yeah is
1: that what I mean, it, it is so my my daughter can handle it so it's not too spicy <laughs> but yeah the chewiness what, what i liked about it was the chewiness of the noodle i, I mm-hmm. like to to bite into a noodle and not a mushy thing and
2: Mm-hmm.
1: but again yeah you're paying for the convenience you know you're you're gonna have it at work and it's ready for you in five minutes you're gonna have it when you get home from work and it's comfort food right it comforts you i love a bowl mm-hmm. of noodles sit in front of the tv watch a k-drama <laughs> i think a beer would go well with this I like, mm-hmm. I like beer with spicy food you know just sit there watch your uh Watch your Asian drama and maybe have a a beer and some noodles. Call it a night. (laughs) All right. Um, Let's work our way through a couple of these. Oh, Melody, I love your pick here. Why don't you go over your your pick?
3: Yeah. So I like to get the orange chicken um, from Trader Joe's. It's funny how we talked about um, Panda Express and P.S. Chang today. Um, (laughs) This was something that I kept buying over again over and over again when I was in college, um, because it comes with a bag with little chicken bits that are ready fried, just toss it in a pan with some oil. And like, sometimes I would just eat that, top it with some like white pepper. And then like, that's kind of like my alternative to popcorn chicken when I wanted it in college. And then mm. um, they also have this sauce packet. I think it comes with two sauce packets. Um, it's a little sweet, a little bit sour, um, a little bit tangy. Um, there's some vinegar flavor in it. Um, I think it's really good. Um, I like Panda Express a little bit more than this, but I think this comes to a close second when you don't have access to that.
1: What I love about it is a couple things. One, like you said, if you're living by yourself in college, you don't need you know, a huge order, right? So maybe you just want a couple nuggets at a time you don't have to heat the whole bag you know you can heat a little bit and i also like the fact that the sauce is on the side so the chicken is super mm. crispy because you and I, i'll do it in the convection oven or you know you could do it in an air fryer but you the pan is great right but you can add as little sauce as you want no sauce a lot of sauce they give you way more than you would ever <laughs> need i think so i love that about it, the flexibility on a weeknight if you know, it's just me and one of my daughters, we'll do half a bag. If it's all four of us, we'll do the whole bag, you know, and I love it over rice. And again, it's not official, authentic Chinese food, but it hits a spot, man. You know, the orange <laughs> chicken just and everyone loves it. Just as Panda Express's, you know, thing, right? Their, their, whatever they call it, sesame chicken or orange chicken, that kind of stuff is always the number one item at these buffets or these, these restaurants. You guys like this dish too? Have you had it?
0: i I haven't um I feel like i I find myself adding to my grocery list throughout this podcast. <laughs> now I have like the crab Rangoon and you know now I have orange chicken and green onion pancakes, so I haven't i'm I'm excited to try. It sounds amazing
1: yeah. same here okay mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, definitely give it a try. Um, you and you can go ranch dressing. Like my daughter likes the nuggets with Ooh. ranch. You know, they're basically chicken nuggets. Yeah, <laughs> but they're real chicken.
3: They're like they're better chicken, than yeah. chicken nuggets, though. I feel like yeah, yes, they're yeah. real pieces of chicken nuggets with good coating, not too much flour, too. Yeah. yeah
1: so yeah. is it more really
4: like corn chicken then?
1: And it's more like it's more like a chunk of chicken that okay. it's like breast meat, and it's not processed like a nugget. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's a piece of breast meat cut into a into a chunk breaded and fried and then you you can bake it or fry it again
0: i didn't realize the sauce was separate from the bag so i just kind of never really picked it up because i thought it would be you know soggy Mm -hmm. and but it sounds like it's going to be crispy so i am i'm
1: interested do it it. (laughs) all right now angus is taking taking us to another level here (laughs) he's going to recommend it go ahead and do your rec here angus
4: no. So, I mean, when we talk about frozen food for the entrees, it's, it's what you have in the fridge. And sometimes I just stock a lot of seafood. I'm a weekday pescatarian. I mean, I would have fish fillets and stuff. But uh, if you go to some of the big Asian grocery store, they would have those surf clams. Those are the, the, kind of the clams that you have. And you have that in Japanese restaurants for sushi and stuff. So a lot of times I would have, I mean, I have a box in my fridge. That's the main stock. If, if I want something meaty, protein, that easy to fix up. I just take it out from the freezer, rinse it with water, kind of defrost it a little bit, add a little bit of fish sauce, a little bit of uh, sesame seeds oil. And that's kind of a good chunk of, of quick fix protein that you can get for, for your entree.
1: Wow. It's just a little bit more work, right? It's not like you're cooking for hours. No, you can fix it up within five minutes.
3: Yeah. I think it's the only time I've ever had surf clowns was in those, like those, Asian banquet dinners, right? Like, mm-hmm. they come in a mm-hmm. shell with like vermicelli mm-hmm. noodles and garlic. But yeah, like I really like them, but I've never had them like in a different way. So I'm kind of intrigued by this.
4: My mom makes it a lot too.
1: So it sounds easy. And a lot of times people are intimidated by cooking seafood because, you know, it's a little, it seems a little harder. But yeah, shrimp and clams are super easy to cook. Mm hmm fish can be a little hard <laughs> so i'm i'm always a little intimidated by cooking fish but but shrimp or clams sounds all right yeah great thanks angus and then you have another fish rec- recommendation out here
4: so i'm, I'm kind of i mean like what i said i'm a pescatarian. so most of my entrees are more on the seafood side um you can pick up fried rice from i mean you can obviously go to the store or go to a restaurant and order takeouts and i do too but sometimes you know in the barn when you work late at and you just want to pick up something and these are little packets that you can find in ranch 99 or some other asian store they're from taiwan i think the brand is Imei or or i may have pronounced it wrong but uh yeah they have the vegetarian fried rice they have the salmon fried rice that's the one that i i go with and microwave it and and here you go just very simple when you have that carb craving
1: and it's got everything. You don't add anything to it? Nope, you
4: don't add anything. You just basically a good single portion. Yeah. Hmm.
1: yeah. Salmon fried rice. Mm-hmm. Yimei is a, or Yimei or Yimei is a, you said Taiwanese or Chinese? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and the vegetarian is true vegetarian.
4: So that's another thing that I look for. And then, you know, I can't get away without mentioning Trader Joe's. They also have a very good fish car, uh mart, too. So, and in fact, the the entree are just very good portion. I mean, decent portions. Some of them have rice already in it, and obviously for this one, the fish corn, also have rice in it, and then just microwave it up and good to go. I mean, I don't awesome. eat a lot of frozen food, but sometimes when when I'm in a fine night, I have a few in the fridge that I, I can go with in case anything happens.
1: Yeah, we're. I mean, we're not advocating you eat this three times a day, mm-hmm. right? These are these are things that have you know they're convenient, but uh, you know. This is not replacing good home cooked food, but you know when you need fish korma, if you were going to make that at home, that would be some effort, right? That, that would be, be some effort. definitely, you know, this, the Indian spices or you know the South Asian spices that you need to make these dishes is is pretty extensive. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and again, I said I, I'm pretty intimidated by cooking fish. Yeah, so, and then curry is a comfort food. I mean,
4: I I enjoy yeah. every single. I mean, different curry i mean i don't know whether you all know about cocoa curry from japan it comes in a little package but they're like a convenience store, kind of a fast food chain and i would bring some back to the states but i mean we're talking about frozen food they're not frozen but but curry it's, it's a good frozen or fridge food that it actually tastes better the day after or the week after
1: yeah yeah that's the thing is you got to cook it for a long time to get the flavors soaking mm-hmm. in and sometimes you don't have the time for that or the knowledge, and yeah. so these these items might be a way to satisfy your curry cravings. What What was behind your decision to go pescatarian during the weekdays? Is it for health or for the environment? A little bit of both. It just um, carbon footprint
4: was one of them, and and kind of more eating healthier protein. Um, I mean, I, I eat pork, chicken, and beef, and all the rest during the weekends, but. but During the week, I try to eat a little bit cleaner and and protein for fish and seafood to generally have kind of the the cleaner type of protein. I mean, I eat a lot of soybeans and tofu and
1: stuff too. Yeah, that's great. It's definitely better for the environment. You know, like beef is so tough on the environment in terms of raising cows. I'm saying that. I love hamburgers. I love beef. But if we can go a little bit less person and it's gonna take you know seven billion of us to do this right we can't just do it uh one person well one person can't make a difference by themselves but if everyone does a little it helps a little bit so yeah cool all right emily you got your recommendation down here i do
0: and um today i'm gonna talk about the kim sun beef and beef tendon meatballs Ooh, um, these are legit <laughs> it's gotta be this brand okay uh i feel like i'm so particular with like you gotta you gotta you gotta air fry your you know your advertisers and i think i've tried so many different types of uh, beef balls and this is the best one mm. um and this is pretty versatile and i don't know if you would you know say this is a full-on entree but it's definitely a compliment to uh, a lot of a lot of meals um you can I, I can eat this on its own with a bit of, you know, sriracha or hoisin sauce. Um, it's actually one of the first things that my mom taught me how to cook. Uh, and by cook, I mean boil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, in, in middle school, if she were to leave me at home, I would just boil that and have it with sriracha and hoisin. Um, this is the beef ball that, you know, we eat a lot of when we're at pho. Right. This yeah. goes in our pho. Um and I love it. I sometimes I'll add it to my noodles, um, and that'll be a, a beef ball noodle soup. But lately I've been making it with curry.
2: Mm. Mm.
0: Yeah. Um, I went to visit my parents um a couple weekends ago and my mom, you know, made this with just her normal chicken curry recipe, but instead of chicken, she used beef balls. and it was it was so good. And I made it last weekend and I I used the beef balls and I also used some frozen uh, fish cakes. Mm. Um, and it was easy, it was amazing. And I really like this brand of uh, beef balls because you can really, you know, taste the tendon and that adds a lot of texture to it. Mm. I've definitely bought beef balls where it's, you know, all beef and the texture of the beef ball is pretty, um, it's kind of dull. Um, there isn't a lot of chew. So, this one is good because it has some chew. Uh, oh. And it reminds me a lot of the beef balls from Pha. Mm.
1: What brand of beef ball do you recommend?
0: The Kim Sun. It's uh, it's called Gumsan. Uh huh. Yeah, Kim Sun. And, you know, frozen aisle, grocery store, where all the, the meatballs are, the fish balls, meatballs.
1: Does it have to be an Asian market? You think it has to be, or do you think they would have it at a non Asian market? Or?
0: I don't think so I have I, w- I don't think so no safe ways.
1: yeah so mm-hmm. you got to go to your ranch you got to go to your Asian market yeah
0: I I actually can't even find
3: this one at H Mart mm. I haven't seen this <laughs> brand before but I like get beef and beef and meatballs all the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. I've tried a couple this one's my favorite um, yeah. I, I get it from Chinatown
1: mm. <sighs> yeah yeah, yeah. I, I've never, I've never um, paid attention to the brand. I guess I'm not a connoisseur like you, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just grab whatever's there. But I, I'm gonna, next time I go, I'm going to look for this brand for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Have you guys noticed? You know the different uh, beef balls that are used in Pho. I don't know if this is something that you guys notice. I do. Not really. I, there's
3: actually like a Pho restaurant, um, Kevin's Noodle House. It's one mm-hmm. of my favorites in the city um sometimes their beef balls have like little black peppers in it and i really like it when they have that versus like sometimes i can tell when they have like different um meatballs and it doesn't have the black peppers because i always like look forward to the ones with the black peppers and the ones with the Mm -hmm. beef tendon yeah -hmm.
0: yeah
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
4: i'm kind of the same way i like a little bit of texture instead of just the 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 paste you know that's that's just Mm -hmm. yeah but you all got to come to Houston. I mean, Houston Texas is mm-hmm. famous for barbecue. But Houston is all we have quite a big Vietnamese population. And mm-hmm. I, I think Curtis talked about that show and the other podcast about the 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 guy that um, do the three range price range and, and uh-huh. a, worth
2: think, it. Yeah, worth
4: oh, yeah. yeah. it. I was just, I just never know the name, but they did a far episode. I don't know whether you all remember. The one, the lowest price range one is, is in Houston. And then they went all the way up to the lobster, pho, whatever, in, in Vegas, I think. That was the episode. Um, my memory kind of not as good as before. Mm. But, uh, yep, we have some pretty good pho. All <laughs> right. And I don't know about in the Bay Area, but in, in Houston, you would also ask for a small cup of the bone marrows. Oh. So they... So you can get your pho and then for another 3 $4, you get a, a cup of the, the bone marrows. And then once you mix into it, that's another level of that too. Oh,
0: man. Wow. All
4: right.
1: I would love this that. pro tips. <laughs> yep.
0: huh. Next episode, we'll be in Houston. <laughs> yeah.
1: we, I wish. Our budget is a little small. Our budget is a little small for that. Unless we all get in the car together and we drive over there. <laughs> All right, so the last thing we're going to try, we're going to try together is now, you know, I have to say, you know, Trader Joe's has quite a quite a variety, but a lot of the the Safeway stuff or a lot of the um, frozen food that I saw tends to be East Asian, you know, Japanese, Chinese or Korean. Um, So I wanted to try to find some South Southern Asian or South Asian food. And Trader Joe's has the curry, korma curry. Um, but this is a brand that I found at Safeway. So I wanted to try it because, um, it says, uh, Suki is, Suki Singh is, uh, Indian woman who's, this brand is from. So, uh, we, I picked it up and we're going to try it. It is chicken tikka masala and it's a full meal. It comes with rice and a naan. Mm. <laughs> so follow the directions. I think you got to do the naan for like 15 seconds separately. But uh, yeah, so we'll we'll go cook this up, and we'll gather back for a little tikka masala. To be honest, I'm getting pretty full. (laughs) (laughs) But for the pod, we will we will power through, (laughs) and we'll do this, and we'll have some leftovers for our family to share if you're living with Mm -hmm. someone. So uh, I'll meet you guys back here in about five minutes, Mm -hmm. and see you then. thoda sab se juda se hua jo main keh na
2: saka nazron zara pad tu na
1: all right, we are back with our last entree, and we're we're struggling. I'm struggling a little, to be honest. This is a this is a marathon but for the podcast we will force ourselves and then afterwards i think we're going to hit the treadmill or <laughs> or the sofa i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a good s- saturday afternoon for us here but um we're going to try this suki's irresistible indian cuisine tikka masala it comes with i'm looking at a little portion of rice mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. little portion of chicken pretty actually pretty good portion of chicken yeah it's Quite like breast meat Mm-hmm. and a gar- uh, not a garlic naan, just a, a big, pretty good sized piece of naan. Mm-hmm. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: are you guys using your fingers? How are you going? Are you going fork? you going to roll it up? You yeah, got to go fingers. Indian
0: style? Fingers. Yeah,
1: you got to go fingers. I got to keep one hand clean so I can operate my mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Let's dig in.
0: Mm. The naan is good. Oh, the, naan the naan is naan good. Is good.
1: Ooh. And you need it for this sauce. You need you need this extra bread for the sauce too. Yeah.
0: Oh, the chicken is good. Not too spicy.
2: Mhm. Yeah,
0: not but very a little.
3: Mhm. I like the car- yeah. curry flavor.
1: Yeah, it's got a little richness to it. Like it's not watery. It's a good I don't know what I don't know what oil they use, but um it's not buttery, but it's got a little it's got a little fat in it somehow.
3: It's mm-hmm. very flavorful mm. yeah, I think it's not as buttery as I expected it to be, but the non kind of has a little butter, I think yeah, now how do your naans taste?
0: What do you think about the naan and the texture?
1: It's not amazing, yeah, but it's it's solid, it's mm-hmm. a solid non.
0: I'm very impressed by the non, and I know Curtis and Angus. You guys microwaved it, right? Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's 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 a it's a good.
1: It's uh-huh. above, rich, I would say.
0: hmm It's a little crispy.
1: You did the air fryer, so it's crispier.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did the air fryer yeah. too.
4: That's why I figure it's probably the air fryer. That crispier. might be the way to go.
0: hmm I can eat this whole thing. <laughs> Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean I was pretty full, but I think I might be able to finish this.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think it kind of opens my appetite too. Like the curry flavor.
1: I guess that's a compliment, right? <laughs>
3: All
1: right, Suki.
0: How about the rice? Like
4: long grain rice. It's
1: it got yeah, a the characteristics it's pretty solid. And I think the package mm-hmm. says everything's halal. Mm. Mm. And the chicken is no antibiotics. Sorry, my mouth is full.
3: <laughs> I kind of wish it was a little less dry. I feel like the rice could be a little bit, had a little bit more water.
2: Hmm.
1: Maybe it depends on how much you vent it too. Like they, they say, mm-hmm. just peel back, you know, put a couple holes in it and then mm-hmm. do two minutes. And then they say, peel it back, stir it and put it back on. But then once I peeled it back, my film was gone, basically it was all rolled up, so I had to uh. just cover it. So I might have maybe if you covered it again better, it would be not as dry, mm-hmm. maybe. And it's not super cheap. I think this was five something or what what how much did you pay, I guess? Do you remember? Five ninety nine or four. I got it at
4: Whole Foods, so I wanna say it's close to seven bucks. Oh, oh wow.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh.
4: But I, I couldn't find it at regular store though. Oh,
0: it's not a very big portion, no. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so. I think if he ate all the bread and the rice, he might fill up though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. My eyes
0: are always bigger than my stomach. <laughs> but
1: yeah, it's not a, it's not a huge portion for seven bucks. It's a little. But I think she, I think she was going for quality ingredients. Mm-hmm. Mm, right. Um, no preservatives, no antibiotics, no added hormones. She says halal. So maybe that that adds to the cost a little. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious. Any any of my South Asian listeners out there, if you have, if you ever tried Suki's food, let me know. I was thinking about asking Mister Punjabi to try it for oh. <laughs> see it is see what his opinion is of it, but I didn't get around to it. But um, yeah, I I think it tastes good. I I, th- I was pretty impressed. Hmm. Um. Does Trader Joe's has a tikka masala too? Have you? I've I so. had that know.
3: one. I like yeah, that one too. That... But I think that the portion is even smaller than this, from what I remember. And I feel like the chicken in the one at Trader Joe's wasn't as moist as the one in this one. It's not. This mm-hmm. one isn't very dry. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And consider how big some of the chicken pieces. are. That's the first thing that I would worry, but they're they're pretty moist. So. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. In terms of frozen food, I I think I would you know rate although you know very different cuisine, but I would rate this one higher than the dan dan noodles in terms of quality and taste and flavor. This <laughs> is definitely mm-hmm. a solid eight point five for me. I think it's.
1: point
4: five. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. What I cook. But I, I always say, you know, can't go wrong with curry-ish type dish for frozen food, though. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I think it's like, a, yeah, 8.5. It's pretty solid. I would go, I would get this again. Um, mm-hmm. Probably yeah. over the trigger Joe's
1: one. Curry's not something that I could eat every day, yeah. um, but I do crave it, you know, once in a while. And so it'd be nice to have it in the freezer because, like we said, making a nice... And not that this is curry, this is tikka masala. But, like, the Indian spices, I don't crave every day. But I do crave it once in a while. And, and you know, I'm not going to... I don't think I, I can make a good tikka masala, personally. I I could probably try. But, again, you got to get all the spices to do it. And, you know, a good spice mix could have 9 to 12 spices in it, you know? Like, if you really
2: mm-hmm. want
1: to do it right. So... And this is slow cooked. You know, this would be a whole afternoon. I think if you wanted to make this. So this is kind of a nice alternative to satisfy your South Asian food craving, Um, or you know, give Trader Joe's a try. The Angus recommended the fish korma. Mm. But I think we have some options here. We have some weeknight options if you want to satisfy some kind of hankering, some kind of craving you might have to to get your taste buds going. We have the we have the tikka masala we have angus's surf clams or salmon fried rice which actually now it sounds really good (laughs) or uh the beef balls or the trader joe's orange chicken we have so many options here i think it's i don't want to say unlimited but you could you could spend weeks and weeks trying every frozen food right there are so many different ones and so hopefully you have some near you uh, at whatever market you are at. Um, some of, I found this, the Suki's, I found at Safeway. Um, Angus said he went to Whole Foods. Uh, the P.F. Chang's, where'd you get your P.F. Chang's from, Angus?
4: It's a grocery store called HGB. It's one of the big chain in Texas.
1: Yeah. So but they didn't I have
4: think... the Suki
1: ones. Mm. So yeah, I think that most of the big stores will have the P.F. Chang's. I think Panda, Panda makes food too, right? Panda makes frozen mm-hmm. food. All right. So, we did not... I, I, I'm I, not totally regretting it, but I'm kind of regretting that we didn't go get desserts. Oh. <laughs> so, we're going to talk about desserts. We have a couple <laughs> frozen desserts that, to recommend. Um, of course, you know, a lot of Asian households, uh, fruit would be your dessert, right? Mm-hmm. You have some fruit or we're not... Uh, a lot of Asian families are not into heavy sweets, but... There are some interesting things coming out of the frozen food aisle in terms of desserts. So let's see. Let's go. Emily, you want to recommend your f- dessert to us?
0: Sure. Um, on the topic of fruit, uh, my favorite dessert uh, or frozen you know, fruit uh, is durian. I know <laughs> durian is so polarizing. Uh, you either love it or you hate it. Um, I love it. What do, how do we
3: feel? Let's assess the room first. How do we feel about Darian?
1: I'm I'm a no.
3: I I feel like most people are like very polarizing. It's like a hard no or like a I love it. But I happen to be right in the middle. Like I mm. I can have it. I like it sometimes, but I don't need it. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm a I'm a hard no. <laughs> Also okay but maybe it's just because i didn't grow up with it i think you have to as a kid you have to have memories of it mm-hmm. did you grow up with it emily
0: oh yeah but you know my dad you know he he doesn't like durian either
1: so hmm. okay.
0: um not a lot of people in my life do and that's okay uh but i love durian um it's it's The texture, I think all the aspects about durian people don't love, I love. Like the smell, mm-hmm. I love the smell. The sliminess, I love. The butteriness, I love. Um, <laughs> and you know, if you go to the grocery store and get an a fresh durian, one, it's like $5 a pound, right? So yeah. it's really expensive. Um, sometimes they can even go for like $9.99 a pound. It looks like a weapon. Like, there's no way I'm opening <laughs> that thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's just no way I can physically open it. Um, my mom would be able to, but now that we, you know, we don't live together, I, I I, can't have my mom open a durian for me. So the best next the next best thing is frozen durian. And, and I get the one from H Mart. And, you know, if you take it out of the freezer, let it thaw for, you know, 10, 15 minutes, it's kind of like durian ice cream.
2: Mm-hmm,
4: so...
0: Okay is a big big durian fan so that would be my you know my
3: favorite dessert frozen yeah from the frozen food aisle
4: we'll take your word for it
3: (laughs) (laughs) and in the freezer too like even when we get it fresh like we my family puts it in the freezer so that we can eat it later as if it's ice cream
1: and it melts up kind of like a custard kind of smooth
3: well it we just like like, put the whole piece in the freezer and then, like, we would hold it and kind of like bite it or suck on it.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. All right. And um, how about you, Melody? You have a dessert for us? Dirt, dessert, dessert recommendation?
3: Yeah. I like getting the boba ice cream. Um, there's oh. tons of new flavors now. They have like a matcha one, they have taro ones, ones with like taro bits, or they even have this like pudding one. It's like pudding Mm. flavor with little like bits of pudding. And then there's like boba chunks in there. Um, And that satisfies like my boba craving.
1: Mm. Does it it have tea? Is it made with tea and caffeine or is it caffeine free? Oh,
3: good question. I feel like matcha might have a little bit of um, caffeine, but I feel like most of them, the boba popsicle is like a brown sugar one. It's kind of milky
1: um so i think no caffeine mm, i'm asking because of my kids I don't, <laughs> I don't want them to be eating one at eight o'clock at night <laughs> <laughs> yeah we i've never tried those i see them you know i see them and and people post on instagram with them a lot so maybe i'll have to give it a try
0: you haven't tried the popsicles the you know i haven't oh, yeah. oh. angus have you
4: yeah they even sell at a costco now so mm.
1: yeah
0: curtis i am surprised
1: are you boba shaming me right now?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know, disappointed, all right. truly. <laughs>
1: all right, all right. I will, I will step up my game. I gotta go try some. No, it actually has the boba. It has a chewy boba inside. So as you're eating it,
0: mm-hmm. it's oh, more wow. of a mochi, though. What do you guys think? Is it? the you think it's more of a mochi co- consistency or
3: like a boba? I think it depends no. on a popsicle, but more. It's a little bit more like a mochi, but it kind of yeah it's not exactly a boba
4: yeah Mm. because it's kind of half frozen anyway so it's not exactly like a boba but but you get that that chewiness awesome so
1: yeah yeah now they're a little pricey right they're not super Mm. cheap what's a box go for five bucks or
4: no?
3: maybe like 6.99 for like four yeah yeah
2: Mm -hmm. yeah come to texas
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything's cheaper. Just eat boba
1: popsicles. <laughs> hmm. All right, Angus. I think you were going back to Trader Joe's with your pick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, <laughs> I, I've lived in places where there are not at
4: Asian stores in the U.S., yeah. and when they have Trader Joe's, that's one of the the reach back that I can go to. But I think we were talking about boba, but mochi is my thing. So uh, Trader Joe's and and well, even a lot of the mainstream supermarket now have have mochi's, but but I, I also love Ube, so any kind of ice cream, mochis, I mean, Trudios, whenever they have that for, for that particular time frame for the past couple of years, that's what they do. But, but I, one thing that I, I don't know whether you all know, but we just passed the Mid-Autumn Festival too. Mm-hmm. So there was that frozen mooncake, what they call snowy mooncake, whatever, kind of the, yep. the mochi type skin mm-hmm. and the wrap mm-hmm. inside with, with the ice cream what is mango and I think there was, there was one for uh,
2: durian
4: too. Ooh! But yeah, that that's usually my go for around this time of the year too. But so I'm I'm a very mochi person. Hmm.
1: You know, I wonder I wonder who's buying this food for Trader Joe's or who's finding this food because they're doing it. Whoever it is, is doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they're they're sourcing it at a good you know they're finding it or making it or I don't know where they're coming up with this stuff. But their Asian frozen foods, are they're solid, like a lot of them. I haven't had a bad one yet. The Korean pancakes are good. Mm-hmm. They have the teriyaki beef. They have, what else do we have there? The bulgogi. Mm-hmm. They have so many good foods at Trader Joe's, though. I, I, I'm, we didn't want to make everything Trader Joe's here because, you know, not everyone has one. But, man, if you live near Trader Joe's and you're craving Asian food, I, I don't think you can go wrong.
4: But I think in I mean, general, they do regional food. I know we're talking about Asian food, but if you try the chili uh, tamale, yeah. it's good. The Cajun yeah. Alfredo sauce, oh, that's awesome. You can mix it with your, your beef tendons ball. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
1: the South Asian food, yeah, they, they do a really good job. I mean, it was a little cringy when they call it Trader Jose. Oh, know. yeah. Trader was, Ming's, a little yeah. Cringy, Trader a, little cringy. Mings. a little cringy. But the food was good. I couldn't argue with the food, and it wasn't. It wasn't trying to be mean or anything. They were just trying to be clever and cheeky. But, yeah, so whoever's doing the, the ethnic foods over at Trader Joe's, give that person a raise because <laughs> they're doing something good <laughs> over there. And then I see here you also recommend Malona bars or how do you say it?
3: Yeah, Malona Malona bars. They Malona have a bars. lot of different flavors. like Like yeah. they have banana, they have coconut, I think mango um but my
1: favorite yeah. has to be the melon the melon one is yeah. the best one. classic mm-hmm. yeah cool so yeah if you want to end your meal with something sweet we have some options for you there as well um a lot of asian desserts are cold because in asia it's so warm and i remember you know when you're in hong kong or you're in you know vietnam or thailand you don't you're not craving you know a a warm apple pie or something that you want to, you want something cool that you know you want to shave ice or you want an ice cream or a popsicle or a cold Similo or something so yeah asia is not known for the desserts but there's some newer stuff coming out which um which you can find in your frozen food aisle give it a try all right guys well thanks for coming along on this journey it's fun having you Uh, And yeah, I didn't say this at the beginning, but thanks for listening. I know Angus is one of our most faithful listeners. (laughs) I can see, um, I can see our analytics, and we can see what state people are in. So we always get a couple downloads from Texas, and I I think of Angus whenever (laughs) I see a download from Texas. (laughs) So thanks for listening. Uh, You guys have a episode that you you like out of the ones that we've done?
4: I really like the travel one because that just really connects with me. I mean, I, Curtis and I talked before, before the pandemic, I was on the plane about once a month, if sometimes mm-hmm. more often, Now, whether it's domestically or internationally, you know, I would make a trip to Singapore for the past five years, almost every year, same wow. with Australia, wow. just doing all those things. And yeah, so when so, I mean, the travel tips about, you know, just dropping a bag of chocolates and stuff, I mean, that's what we do. <laughs> and and You get your meal served first they ask you for 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 your meal first and your choice and I, i never have to struggle with a second choice
3: yeah i also enjoyed that travel one too because it just kind of made me reminisce on like some of the trips that i've been to and how i'm itching to like travel again after like the pandemic is all over like i want to go to like so many places but i also want to like revisit some of the Cities
1: that I have gone to before. Yeah, and like you heard, you know, once you're in Hong Kong, like if you have a place to stay in Hong Kong, you can you can jump on a plane in two hours. You can be in Bangkok or Tokyo. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So that that'd be a, ch- and you know, in education, we have those long summers.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite episodes uh, definitely has to be the one with Mandy and Kelly on the YouTube food. The YouTubers Mm. um and I just I love that episode because I knew exactly who you guys were talking about so it was really (laughs) awesome to kind of hear that oh my god we watch the same people so um yeah I I really enjoyed that episode because I also love BuzzFeed and all the people from Tasty and um especially all of the Asian uh food channels um
1: Plus, and you work with Manny and Kelly. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. That's fun, too. That's fun. Mm -hmm, Yeah, mm -hmm. so, hey, thanks for listening. Um, Everyone out there, thanks for listening, too. And, hey, if you want to be on the podcast, send me a message. You never know. (laughs) I have a topic that, you know, fits with our program here. We're we're open to ideas. I've had some some non-Asian people. Uh, Alicia that works with Melody in the office down there is like, can I come on the podcast? Mm -hmm. I'm not Asian. (laughs) Sure, right? Because I think the, the idea of the podcast is just to talk about Asian things that we love. And you don't have to be Asian to love Asian things, right? So, uh, yeah, thank you three for listening. And everyone out there, thank you for listening. Um, we've had a good couple months here. We started in June. So we are we are building our listenership a little bit. Uh, the Shang-Chi episodes were pretty popular. So I think this one will be popular, too, when people want to find a good frozen food to listen to, uh, to try to listen to us try some frozen <laughs> foods. Uh, coming up, we have a couple episodes that might be interesting to people. We're going to do one. We're going uh, to do another K-Drama episode. Ooh. But this time, we're doing a collaboration with my friends over at K-Drama My Eyes Out, their podcast. And so they're coming on. And what we're doing is, if you guys, do you guys know anything about fantasy football?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You've heard of it, right? Mm-hmm. And so the way it works is you pick teams uh, from the available players. And so instead of doing a fantasy football draft, we're going to do a Korean drama draft.
2: Ooh,
1: where yeah. <laughs> We're going we to we each take turns and we're going to pick our favorite dramas in order. But the thing is, once someone picks a drama, you can't pick that drama. So mm-hmm. you have to be kind of clever as you're picking your drama. So that's going to be fun. We're going to have five people on that one. We're going to have Jennifer and Nadira back and also our friends Judy and Linda from K-Drama My Eyes Out podcast. So we're doing that one. Uh, We have our sitcom, Asian sitcom show coming Mm -hmm. up. And we're going to do The Eternals, the Marvel movie called The Eternals, which is not, you know, centered necessarily around an Asian character. Though there are several Asian characters in that movie, but it's also directed by Chloe Zhao, who just won the Academy Award for Nomad Land? So she directed that movie. So it, it's going to, I think it's going to be a great movie and it's coming out in November. So we're going to, I think we're going to rent out a movie theater again. So uh, I don't know about you, Angus, but if you're in town, but Emily and Melody, if you want to come along and, and watch the Eternals with us, you're welcome to come along. My treat, uh, uh, we, you can come along and just say you know me and we'll let you in. Uh, <laughs> Thank but you. But yeah, look forward to those episodes. Uh, the coming soon. Uh, lots of new ideas coming down the pi- pipeline, so uh, keep listening and check in every Tuesday evening if you're on the West Coast or Wednesday morning. It'll definitely be there, new episodes every week. Um, so please check where you get your podcasts or subscribe and maybe they'll notify you. But until then, uh, thank you to all my guest hosts. Thank you for coming along. And until then, on behalf of Melody, Emily, Angus, and myself, we hope you're all happy, healthy, and safe out there. Thank you all for listening, and talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Asian frozen foods.
0: It was so fun, you guys. Curtis, (laughs) I just think you should do another food episode, and we have to be on again.
1: Yeah, it was amazing. It's fun, right? Yeah, Yeah. we got to do. How could we do another one? We could do chains, like we could do Panda Express. I mean, (laughs)
0: no, 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 no Panda Express. (laughs) <laughs>
1: well, okay, there is one. I don't know, maybe you guys can come along on this one. If you want to do this one with us. Um, Mandy and Kelly and I are going to do a uh ramen <gasps> challenge Ooh. where we look up recipes on online at YouTube or whatever and we try different celebrity ramen recipes
2: Ooh. or
1: instant ramen hacks. Instant ramen. So, you know, there's like the mayonnaise and egg mm-hmm. one that people do. There's like ways to dress up instant ramen you know there's different hacks that people yeah,
0: do. yeah yeah yeah
1: so we were thinking about doing that one in December okay.
0: that's fun
1: so I don't know I was thinking about trying to do it in my backyard but I don't know if the weather will be good but that would be fun right if we're actually in the same room together yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but I know it have to be my garage or, you know, <laughs> somewhere with adequate ventilation <laughs>
4: um and not a... So, idea is studio Jibbies. you know all those castle in the sky tutorial yeah, yeah. I, I mean there was some, some western exposure to that now and,
1: and yeah is there a, is there a big I'm, I'm waiting like it's a 20 year anniversary for spirited away mm-hmm. but I, I was thinking about trying to coincide that with something big something happening with studio ghibli but I'm not an expert I, like I don't I never am but <laughs> you know like I know there are some hardcore fans out there, so I, I need to find someone like super hardcore. That would be one or anime. Yeah, and anime. But I'm not. A, I'm not huge. In, my daughter's into anime. Maybe I'll have her. Uh-huh. On.
0: Oh, oh, yeah.
1: But I know a lot of kids are in anime, Yeah, so I'm sure I can find. Mm-hmm. A I'm not. Kid. Yeah. mine's are like
0: 20,
2: 30
4: years old.
1: So yeah, it, the, it's, a, it's a Captain yeah. Spaza,
4: Doraemon. <laughs>
1: Yeah, i've never gotten into it i've never really gotten into it or manga i mean mm-hmm. not really any of that so yeah we have some ideas i think we are going to do a hong kong one i think we're going to do uh i have a i have a photographer friend and she's really into hong kong cinema so i think we're going to do one on tony leung we'll okay. do because you know he he really killed it in shang chi so i mm-hmm. think we're going to do one on him mm-hmm. Um, and then my sister's doing a takeover. She's going to take over the podcast oh. for a week, and she she has some chef friends in L. A. Oh, Shirley Chung is one of her best friends, and she she was on Top Chef, and she mm-hmm. has a restaurant down there.
4: I would love to be introduced to your sister. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably not the only one that said it, but yeah.
1: she's got a lot of connections. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for giving up some some time for me.
0: Was so fun. Yeah, Thanks, for that's really nice. yeah. Anytime there's food involved, Curtis, just <laughs> call me. <laughs> all right,
1: all right, guys. Thanks so much. See you soon. Bye.